Hey, movie fans, welcome back to After the Credits, where we break down the latest and greatest movies, including our favorite scenes, quotes, trivia, and even how we think it should have ended. Grab a bowl of popcorn and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to After the Credits with Tyler um, and a couple uh, a new a new face today as well so for, before i get into any any t- anything about talking about the movies i do want to go through the process of letting you guys know that from here on out uh we will no longer be having josh with us um as a tear rolls down my cheek um he ended up deciding that this was not something that he really wanted to to, to do anymore he lost a little bit of a passion with it which is great um, I, 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 you know, I, I completely understand it and I wish him the best with everything that he does. Uh, there's no ill will. I love the guy and I'll miss talking movies with him, but from here on out, you guys are stuck with me. Um, and we're going to have, uh, I mean, I plan on having some revolving guests. Um, and you know, if anyone is feeling like there's a movie they're particularly passionate about and they want to talk about, uh, you know, if they know me and want to reach out to me, I am more than happy to have you guys over to discuss the film that you would like to discuss. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy going. So um, I just wanted to get that out of the way and let you guys know that is now after the credits with Tyler. The guy joining me today, um, he's kind of a childhood friend, met since second grade. Um, really my first love. I, I mean, I can... I can yeah, you know, we love each other. It's a thing. Yeah, so my buddy Isaiah is is joining me today. He's a, he's a kind of a movie buff-ish uh the way that i am he's got his uh local band in in omaha that he's a part of and and we've been we've been good friends since his best friends since like second grade he was his best man in my wedding um all that good stuff so uh yeah welcome isaiah hello yeah he's joining me today to talk about the original um i guess the new one hasn't come out yet but the the first blade movie so um, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to eventually discuss all three Blade movies and we'll be releasing those um, in different weeks. So I look forward to that. But yeah, we're discussing Blade today, which was actually a suggestion by uh, Dylan and Isaiah. Is that right? I don't remember who came forth and suggested Blade. Probably Dylan, because you kind of hit me up a few days ago and were like, hey, would you do this? It was Dylan. Cause, yeah, was we, it me? Yeah, we were going through the movies that we wanted to do and Dylan doesn't... and. Dylan doesn't watch too many movies, so I was like, hey, what do you feel comfortable doing? Let's, you know, hit me up and let me know. And he's like, Blade's on HBO Max. I'm like, yes, Blade is. Yeah, that was, um, I'm because Tyler said, you know, with the absence of Josh, I was going to f- fill in and have to talk a little bit more. So and the movies we were going to talk about. absolute fit and lost yeah. his mind. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't like talking. I don't even like you. And I'm like, oh. What is life? Yes, fine, whatever. Peer um, pressure. Yeah. So the one that I that there, I mean, there's a handful of movies out there that I feel strongly enough that I can I can share words with, and I mean, Blade's one of them. I mean, I don't know. Well, and it's a badass character. Let's just start right, right. there. It is, yeah. and it's also an, it's also another Marvel character, which goes into you mm-hmm. know with us talking about Suicide Squad and everything. It's it goes into the the comic book side of things that you're more comfortable talking with, yeah. and I really enjoy. I I could spend. Hours for those about. that don't know, and, and and maybe you both know, but Marvel or Blade was the inception. Like that was, if it wasn't for Blade, I don't think that Marvel Studios would be where it is. Oh today. yeah, he kicked off the MCU. He not only kicked off the MCU, but Blade clicked. It kicked off the 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 post credit scene. The third Blade, mm-hmm. Blade Trinity had the first post credit scene in any Marvel film. If it weren't for the success of Blade, we most likely would not have the MCU at all. And even more importantly, we probably wouldn't have Deadpool. 
uh, because Blade showed how rated R Marvel films can succeed. Which, which is crazy when you think about it, right? Because of how early on that was, right? Because right. the first one came out, what, 99? Uh, 2000? 98. 98? 98 is when it yeah, first came out. There you go. Like, that's early, man, to mm-hmm. like give that a shot. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, that it wasn't until what? mid to late 2000s that we really started popping off with anything mcu yeah well uh, yeah late 2000s for sure i mean i I, i've talked to people about blade and and whenever i say oh yeah it's uh, one of the first marvel films they're like wait blade's a marvel character like blade is a marvel comic yeah "Yeah, that's that's the other nuts part is like he's kind of just unsung like unless you're into those comics and that character you really didn't know right, right yeah and i have some fun facts about how marvel got more introduced and more recognition you know as the blade trilogy went along and towards the end you finally saw like uh, it, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to those episodes but yeah I, I mean at the time when it came out there's a lot of people who are just like oh it's a vampire hunter like cool like a vampire a half a half human half vampire vampire hunter like, again oh, the character is badass right. like th- just the concept of who blade is <laughs> it needed a movie it needed a live action a movie for well, sure. it predates um x-men and yep. spider-man yep. right so it was, yeah, it was literally the first. It was like, is the the first big live action. I mean, you go back and there's old, 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 like 70s and 80s live action Marvel films they did. I mean, there was an Avengers movie that was done back in like the the 70s or 80s that was just dog shit, but, and, and Thor movies and stuff like that. But this was the first one that was, in my opinion, done correctly. And also that put the whole, the whole, you know, MCU on the, on the well, map. So. so it was the first one where I guess I would say where like, they use CGI, right? Quite and like it was, it was. I mean, it was as sparingly as they could, right? right. You didn't really get CGI until the end, mm-hmm. but like everything else, cosmetically and how they did everything, was so cool and just straight up, like it. I don't know, man. Like the art design, everything, character designs that they went for in the movie, just so good. Really well done, yeah, for sure. So um, let's let's get into a little bit of the specifics about it. So this the tagline, which I like to do the tagline for all the movies. The tagline was the power of an immortal. The soul of a human, the heart of a hero. That was the tagline for for the first Blade movie, which was just great. I, I don't know, man. There's like knowing what it is and everything else. Like it, to me, it's kind of cheesy, but I've also felt like taglines a lot of the times are pretty cheesy. And also, let's be honest, this was a '90s movie. True. Most of it's gonna be cheesy. True. Um. So, an, another thing that I found kind of interesting about all three movies is that all three Blade movies were directed by different people. Um, so the first director uh, of the original Blade movie was Stephen Norrington. Really not... he. It, this was kind of what gave him a name. He hadn't done much before this. Um, very much at all, honestly. Um, so he was the director of this. The synopsis of the movie, um, it's in a world where vampires walk the earth. Blade has a goal. His goal is to rid the world of all vampire evil. When Blade witnesses a vampire bite Dr. Karen Jensen, he fights away the beast and takes Jensen back to his hideout. Here, alongside Abraham Whistler, yeah, I said that right, Abraham Whistler, Blade attempts to heal Jensen. The vampire, Quinn, who was attacked by Blade, reports back to his master, Deacon Frost, who is planning a huge surprise for the human population. So yeah, it's and then blood and horror and badassness ensues. Oh man, so, I mean, I guess at this point, right, you just want to dive into some scenes, because like... So I got I got some more. Uh, we will we'll get to okay. that. But I've got some I've got some more specifics. So the release date of this we talked about a little bit earlier was nineteen ninety eight. It was August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. I looked it up and it went against no movies of of importance at the time. There was nothing that ended up being big or nothing that was important. So this stood alone in the box office by itself. 
Um, its budget was forty-five million dollars. It was that's that's the estimated budget. Uh, gross U.S. and Canada was seventy million. So it made its money back just in U.S. and Canada. Um, worldwide was one hundred thirty-one million one hundred eighty-three thousand five hundred thirty dollars. So it did very well. Well, and again, we're talking you know late nineties. That's huge too. Right. Yeah. It, it, oh, for that time, for sure. That's a lot of goddamn money. I mean, I mean, one hundred thirty-one million is is that's that's something that we see for for movies that are doing okay now right so like barely like almost not just breaking even mm -hmm. with those kind of numbers for how much like production and everything else costs it's nuts yeah absolutely so yeah it did it did absolutely fantastic so um for the cast here we'll after the cast we'll get into some uh some talks of the of the actual movie and stuff fun stuff yeah the fun stuff so we got wesley snipes playing blade which was he was he was perfectly casted for this um there were some other people who were kind of up for it uh who 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 were trying to get the role or turn down the role, um, whether it was a good move for them or it wasn't, uh, you know, the, Wesley Snipes was the one who landed the role. We got Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost. Um, Stephen Dorff as an actor, I don't, like, I really, I really don't like. He's also come out recently shitting on a lot of of current Marvel stuff that's being done. Um, when Marvel really, I mean, can you tell me another movie that Stephen Dorff has been in? Nope. Exactly. So Marvel really gave him a bit of a name, um, and I can't really tell you what else he's he's been in. But uh, he played Deacon Frost, which is the main like the main big bad. In, this it, movie. in all fairness, though, when you look at all the Blade movies, like it's kind of Wesley Snipes and then yeah. nobody. Well, towards the second and third, when you start to see bigger names coming into it, well, what would become bigger names, not necessarily bigger names at the time of the movie, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So it, I guess more high caliber actors you get towards the second and the third one, which. This first movie, when it came out, was a gamble. People didn't know whether it was going to do well or it was going to flop. Um, I mean, you've got the people who will go see it for blood and guts and special effects and shit like that, but it gained a, a, a pretty... You're throwing me an R-rated vampire slasher. Right. Let's go. I'm down. Yeah, I'll always be down. Um, so you got Chris Christopherson as Whistler, um, a, a fan favorite, and I know a favorite of mine, and Isaiah's as well. He he was great as a whistler. Whistler's I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he's a badass. Um, you got Nabushi Wright as plays Karen, the the female, uh, the female main with with that kind of teams up with uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, you got Donald Lugu as Quinn, and then uh, Udo Kier as Dragonetti. So yeah, I mean guys that really. The, I mean, the only reason I brought them up is because they ended up playing a decent role in the movie. I don't know who the actors are. I don't. Uh, they they haven't been in much more. There's some of them that have been in only foreign films, but they they played a decent role in this movie. Is the only reason why I added them. Say hello to our favorite scene. And now our favorite scene. What do you got for your favorite scene, Isaiah? Honestly, I really like the opening scene in Blade. I really do. Yeah. The the underground back alley, just speakeasy essentially for yep. vampires where they dance and bathe in blood. And it's a cool new concept for a vampire film. And and I because I have that down as my favorite scene too. Um, you know, Blade comes in and it looks like it's just a regular dance club with with vampires. So you're like, okay, they're underground. It's dark. They're you know they're able to have their party and you know. You know, that you see people like kind of swapping got... razor blades with each other and like cutting their mouths open, making out and stuff like that. There's there's different blood capsules that are being eaten and stuff like that. So it's it looks like just a vampire nightclub. And then you get to the point where the sprinkler system turns on and the sprinkler system is filled with blood. And so they're literally just bla- bathing in beating, uh, 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 feeding and and dancing in 
in raining blood. It's right. brutal. Like, <laughs> like, let's back up a little bit, right? So the movie opens up, and it's this guy thinking he's going right. to make it with this hot chick, and she's leading him to this cool party spot that she knows, right? And, hey, yeah. guys, when a girl wants to go to a cool place, you just kind of follow along, you know? So he's just, like, along for the ride and, like, let's see where this goes, right? right. Maybe I'll get lucky. Mm-hmm. And she leads him into this back alley club, and he's looking at some weird, like, he sees some weird kind of out-of-place things as she's leading him through, like, the back of a meatpacking plant and things like that. Right. And he's kind of like, wait, what's going on? And then, but, like, oh, but then we walk in, and here's this underground rave. Mm-hmm. And again, he's as, still kind of skeptical at first, getting, but he's like, you know, as I'm he's with getting this really attractive chick. The crowd, cool. you know, he again, he's noticing things that just like kind of weird, but also at the same time, like, hey, it's a rave. Weird things happen. That's party. Um, and so he just kind of like lets it go, throws you know inhibition to the wind, mm-hmm. and then to your point, the spring like. He notices that little drop of blood coming from the sprinkler system, and then the sprinkler system just opens up, and all the vampires start turning on him and like you know bearing fangs, everything else, and so yeah. like. Right once he gets back into a corner, of course, in walks Blade. Right. So, and, and before we get into that, I, I want to ask you, do you did you recognize the girl that was baiting him in there? Did you recognize the actress? No. So, have you seen Zach and Miri make a porno? Yes. She's the the Bubbles? Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's, that's that's her. She was <laughs> in, so, and because I, I was watching, I'm like, I know that face. And, and it probably makes me sound weird. But I'm like, I know that face. And I was like, oh. She was in Zack and Miri Make a Porno. She was the girl who went around to different parties and blew bubbles with her vagina. So, but yeah, that was it was <laughs> kind of funny to see her in that. But yeah, so like the blood starts raining down and then you just see Blade come in and he's kind of like chill at first, but then just murders everyone. Open fire. <laughs> yeah. And another cool thing that this is and this is new with with this vampire movie is when the vampires die, they, they incinerate, they, they burn, and they turn to ash and everything. Like, you haven't seen that in another vampire movie, which I thought was a cool a cool way to show, you know, what happens when the vampires uh, die. So, yeah, Blade goes in and just starts wrecking people. And, and it's, it's, it's the first time we see him in the movie. Um, and, you know, it, one, of the, one of the things I like about this movie is there's a carried on, like, uh, kind of a, a, a fight with him and one of the one of the vampires that he keeps trying to kill but just doesn't kill him. It's the one he sets on fire. Yeah, Quinn. Yeah, Qu- is that is that Quinn? Yeah, that's that's the second hit. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he he keeps trying to kill this guy and just can't do it. Um, and it's 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 funny because they they he's he's he, he's cut his arms off like multiple times. He set him on fire. He's stabbed him. He shot him. And he just he just can't kill this vampire. Pins him to a wall with a couple silver stakes and just goes, "Let's try fire." Boom. <laughs> Boom. Sets him on fire. And, and and the and the whole ending of that scene is him saving, basically, saving and protecting the the human that was there that was captured by the or that was lured in by the. I mean, by let's the be vampire. that may have just been a coincidence that night. In all honesty, that right? Because Blade really just hunts. Yeah, like. Yeah. He doesn't really go out of his way to necessarily save somebody. He will if the opportunity's there, right? But, like, that one specifically, I kind of felt was, like, that was just a coincidence where he was able to save somebody. And it's worth noting that, like, Blade's whole, like, modus operandi is, like, is... He's half-human. He's half-human, half-vampire. So he... Literally is like, he's got a soft spot for humans, so he protects them. He's and that's his that's his one little flaw. It's brought up in the other in the in the other films that his his one flaw is that he he's got a soft spot for humans and doesn't kill them. Where obviously vampires don't give a shit. They're that they're feeding on them. They're and it's mentioned a few times they treat him like cattle. Yep, hundred percent. They um, believe themselves to be the apex predator put on the earth to rule and consume and just be in charge of everything. Yep. 
Which is also crazy, too, because, like, when you look at it, too, the structure of, like, the vampires and how interwoven into different industries and stuff and, like, how much they actually do control Mm -hmm. what goes on in the world. Well, you see the cop that follows Karen back to her apartment and everything. He's not a vampire, but he's he's controlled by them. He works as a familiar. He's uh, a... And that scene where he just beats the piss out of him in the apartment is so awesome. It's it's, it's so great. Um, But he... uh, uh, He's not a vampire, but he's got the vampire like stamp tattoo, um, which basically says that he works for them and he's controlled by them. And he's in the he's in the police force, so he's he's a part of that whole. They had tattoos in the in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were brand okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was typically like back of the neck, someplace where like hair or something would uh, hide it. Um, okay. In this case, a, a where's the jacket. is it is it the the is it later in the series that they have it on the wrist? Yes, I, I think yeah. it can be anywhere. I mean, they never really specified. It's just a marked right. branding them as owned by a vampire or you know okay. a group. Well, in that in that tattoo or that symbol is used in other places other than just tattoos. Like they go to this like underground place. I think in the first one, and they they can see it like just posted on a wall. And Blade's like, oh yeah, this is where they populate. Like they're going to be here. Um, so it, it's 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 kind of just an all around symbol used to signify like. Oh, there's something either around here related to vampires well, or this person. Right, it's a safe haven. It's it's apart. it's a it's a symbol that vampires recognize, but any one of us would walk past on the street and just be like, oh, it's kind of another symbol. Graffiti That's whatever. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. oh, interesting design, right? But mm-hmm. it's a calling card of like, here's a safe haven. Here's a place that you can go. Right. So yeah, it, it, it's you see it throughout the entire trilogy. So it's you know it's it's something that's consistent through that. Another one of my favorite scenes, and it's it's disgusting, but it's 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 also kind of humorous, is Pearl. Pearl, the gigantic fat blob of vampire that. And so there's a lot of things that they wanted to do with this, but the studio wouldn't let them to avoid an NC-17 rating. Um, one of the things is they wanted, and it, it doesn't get mentioned at all. I think it does get mentioned, but it doesn't. It, it gets brought up in kind of passing. But Pearl survives and has gotten so morbidly obese because she feasts on children's hearts and them and their blood. So it's children that she kills and eats. Um, they wanted to have when they walked into like the freezer, which the the fact that it was in a freezer was because they were trying to figure out like how where do we want her hidden, like where do we, which the cop that is marked kind of leads Blade and tells Blade where she's at. So it's like, where do we want, you know, her hidden at? Where do we want her, like, layer to be? Um, and it was Wesley Snipes' idea, like, well, put him in, like, a restaurant and have, like, the freezer entrance be, like, where her layer was. So that was Wesley Snipes' idea. It was kind of cool that he he had some contribution to that. Uh, but they go into this layer, and the the filmmaker and the, the, the production staff wanted it to be, like, riddled with, like, children's bodies and, like, like chests torn open and stuff like that. And the studio's like, nah, <laughs> that, that, we we can't let that one fly. Like, nah, that's not that's not gonna happen. That's that's way too brutal. It's gonna get us an NC seventeen rating. Um, but that scene is funny because like they just have this flashlight with this UV flashlight, and every time like Blade tries to interrogate this giant morbidly obese like mass of a vampire, if she starts messing around and not giving the right answer. They just shine the flashlight on her and start start like burning her where she's at. And she gets Every time you lie or try to you know not give them, you just don't give them the information they ask for. It's like yep. okay, cool, fry. Yep. And they end up killing her because uh, Blade kind of walks away to go. Uh, the, the, he gets the information that they're trying to uh, combine all the blood to make this basically like super vampire. They're trying to get Blade's blood. They're summoning the blood god. The blood god. That's what it was. Yeah, they're summoning the blood god. 
um, which is going to uh, basically infiltrate Deacon Frost's body and make him this superpower vampire, um, which is... I mean, it was cool. Badass, it's a cool concept. Like, I mean, and for a first movie, man, for that kind of a bad guy, like, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Well, and I think that's something that Blade, does, the, the, the Blade trilogy does really well, is like they've, they up the ante every movie and make it more bad. I know you don't like the second one, but I thought that the villains and the, the bad guys in the second one were cool as shit. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just saying from from a concept of like power spiral, right? Yeah. You started off with summoning a god. Where do you go from there? Well, I, I mean, I think that they yeah. they went upwards towards the I, even the trilogy, the Trinity. I think ended it really well with how they did it. But were you gonna say something, Dylan? Well, the the only thing I was gonna say is is the villain Deacon Frost in the comics is more of like that's your main antagonist. Like that's Deacon He's Frost. Yeah. Right. That's Deacon Frost. Like Blade is to Deacon Frost as Superman is to Lex Luthor. Right. Like that's his main homie. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a homie. And I I mean they got it like get him in and get him out. Right. Like I I don't know. They I they didn't th- leave it to where he could come back. Right. And I didn't I didn't like the ending. I didn't like what it led up to because you get these like mini bosses throughout the movie, right. mm-hmm. like Pearl, mm-hmm. and they're really they're really fucking good. Yeah, they're cool. and then <laughs> and then Deacon Frost, like throughout the movie, like sprinkled throughout, he's kind of cool. Like the the sunscreen bit, I like that. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. But then at the end, like when he kills that when he kills the like that that older vampire or whatever, he pulls like, his teeth out and just lets the sunrise yeah. take him. Yeah, like, yeah. just back brutal. in and just throws yeah. the teeth on the table. It's like I'm in charge now. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. That's a good Deacon Frost. But then I don't know where it led to in the end. And I didn't like the ending until I heard what they wanted to do. Like Blade was going to fight a, a CGI blood tornado. Yeah. And then I heard they wanted to do that. And I was like, yeah, OK, the ending's this not that weird. bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> so and I think the reason why they they had his ultimate villain and they, you know, they killed him off in the first one was because after I read into it, they didn't plan on doing a two. They didn't plan on doing a two or a three. I was going to say, it's probably the money that they made where Hollywood like, oh, stepped shit, in. It's like, we, have to we do can something do another else. one. Yeah. Like, 100% we Makes can. Sense. There's interest yeah. in this. And then, but then they're like, well, we killed off the Blade's, Blade's mm-hmm. main like nemesis in the first movie. Like, what are we going to do? Where do we go from here? And that's where they bring in the, the what are they called? The With the mouth that opens. Oh, we'll sideways. get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in the Ugh. second one. But yeah, they bring those guys into the second one because they can't bring back Deacon Frost because he very clearly just... He destroys him. Yeah, he kills him. Yeah, Dylan, you got any favorite scenes that you really enjoyed in the movie? Oh, God. Favorite scene? I don't know. I kind of sprinkled on them. Um, I like Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, you you brought up the, the when they when they killed that other the sunrise. Vampire. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the opening scene. And I I watched this movie probably 98, 99 or a few years after that when it was on like USA or TNT. Right. Or some right. Shit. When it was going through and, the and I And it was one of those movies that when I was younger, it was on. I would stop what I was doing and watch that and watch the movie mm-hmm. and revisiting it now. And I've, I've watched it, I don't know, at least a few years ago. Um, but watching it now with like kind of like the eye of a critique, mm-hmm. I f- fucking love the movie because yeah. because it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. It's got superhero. It's got blood violence. Um, it's it's based on a comic book you know um, doesn't shy character. away from brutality in right. really yeah. any way like again i know we talked a little bit about some of the things that they wanted to do and were talked out mm-hmm. of doing yeah. but it still doesn't really shy away from brutality at the end no. of the day right no, they didn't hold back they they for sure didn't hold back except for you know uh, studio studio restrictions and mm-hmm. you know one thing that i put <clears throat> excuse me one thing that i put down 
is that you know that it did come out in 1998. The special effects don't hold up. They they no. just don't, they don't. And I mean, there's that, not a lot of films also, that came out at that time that do still hold up because that's the beginning of when they were doing full body CGI. Like there's there's scenes where Blade does certain things where you're like, like yeah, a human being couldn't do that. So they had to do a full CGI Blade. It doesn't hold up. You can tell that it's CGI. Well, hold on. But at the time, in it was Blade the best one, that they had. In Blade 1, tell me where they full CGI'd Blade real quick. Uh, because the main CGI that I'm aware of is definitely the end fight with Deacon, where he's mm-hmm. already absorbed the power of the blood god, right? Blade cuts they off his arm. They might not have done a so full they, CGI they Blade in the first one. They CGI in the first one yeah. very, very sparingly. Most of what you got were actual effects and makeup like they yeah, did a fantastic they job afford the cgi right yeah, yeah they, they but may I not think, have done I a full cgi t- blade in the first one it might have been the second one that i'm thinking second of 100 percent. we'll get to that and i and i get what tyler's saying about the cgi because in this era it's and it's and I'm, i don't know i think the i think the the ga the general audience is going to be kind of mixed 50 yeah. 50 because i can look back on movies from 98 and i can forgive it because right. because it it's in the it's in the nostalgia box and and that's and that's where it's going to stay uh, but then but then there's other movies that it, it it doesn't hold up right and and I'm 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 looking at you Scorpion King and <laughs> it, but but it's one of those things that I it was the time like that's what we had and it's like going back and playing a, a PlayStation game or a PlayStation Two game right you're like that's what we had and this was awesome right. like this, this is was such a step cool. up oh my yeah. god there's something to be said by looking back at it and being like oh at that time that was awesome that was badass it doesn't hold up no but at the time it was fantastic it's the same as looking at Jurassic Park looking and, at Lord of the Rings and so I think at the time it was beautiful I think that's kind of the thing though right is for coming out in 98 especially when cgi was so expensive like it's much easier and cheaper to do now comparatively than it was back then because it was the brand new technology right Mm -hmm. and so to get that in there like that's half like that could have easily been like half the movie's budget oh for sure for that five minutes where they're having to deal with just deacon Mm -hmm. frost like, well, and then every every time a vampire turns into turns into dust and 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 you oh know, yeah, I guess that's all CGI. Yeah, that is CGI. You, you know that like, there's there's a lot. I mean, that's throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. And That's not cheap. So yeah, yeah. You're and so so even though that the the special effects necessarily don't hold up, even though they were awesome at the time, the thing that this movie has going for itself is the prosthetics that they used, the the real life blood, not real life blood, but the actual. Like the the legitimate you know blood splatter or whatever corn syrup well, whatever they wanted to use was it looked really good and and the the makeup and the costumes were fantastic. Uh, look at look at Quinn after Blade sets him on fire and they open him up in the hospital yeah and he's just charred yeah and then he wakes up and revives himself because he's not dead yet and so now you have this charred mass of a vampire just Badass. going on a rampage and how visceral that was as well like again the makeup and the visual effects that they used. The real effect, like right, real world effects, like oh my god, yeah. they went all out for it. They they were not pulling punches with this first one, and I enjoyed no. it because of that. Like they they really did touch on some very dark things. They did, and it, it, it that it was it that's what made this movie awesome and stand on its own. Um, it also made me want to discuss a little bit uh, the fact that the, the the leap that's been made with special effects since '98 to now, the fact that they already have the new Blade ca- cast, they already have the new guy who's playing Blade. And they already have the new movie starting. It's 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 planned. Like it made me it, watching this made me think and made me want to discuss like like how great and how awesome the new one's gonna look if they follow the same guidelines of like how the vampires die and and you know how the 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 the, the blood and everything and if if they give it an R rating that's another thing that's gonna be interesting and how well, it's done. Fix- uh, to Dylan's point, fix some of the continuity things that you have between the comic book and what we did with Wesley Snipes. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't kill Deacon off. 
Yeah, because you're right? starting the whole franchise keep, over. Keep him as a potential reoccurring villain if that if the Blade franchise pops off again, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, I agree completely with Dylan on that aspect. Yeah. Um, but they do need to find a way to keep the same brutality yep. that this fr- like trilogy we'll call it because mm-hmm. it is right, like started. Right. I, I completely agree with you. If they if they come at it, uh, and and this that's another reason why I think that this one needs to be rated, the new one needs to be rated R. Because if they come at it along the lines of a PG thirteen movie it, without the brutality, it's the same as if they did and when they did Logan. Logan would have not worked if it was PG thirteen. They needed the brutality and the blood. I needed and the that thirty the, seconds of him and prof- of Logan and Professor X just yelling fuck at each other. Yelling, exactly. I, I needed uh-huh. it. Yeah. After after a decade <laughs> of playing these roles and going through, you know, tiptoeing around all this stuff, I needed that yeah. exchange of, of us seeing Wolverine, you know, reuse the bub line and not being able to say motherfucker or anything like that. It really, <laughs> oh, man. yeah. And, and, and hey, there's something to be said for the old, you know, X Men movies. And I, I, we get off topic a little bit, but there's something to be said for those. They're great. But with Blade, the same as Logan, the same as Deadpool. Those are movies, those are comic books and characters that need to be in an R-rated setting to fully get the brutality and the craziness of those characters. Fully realize the world and the setting that you created with those characters. I mean, they're living in very, very brutal worlds. And let's be honest, the reason why we all love the the recent comic book movies and those ones, you know, in, in particular, is how well they stuck to what we love about those characters. And 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 it being rated R just just lends its hand lends its hand to that it, it, with without the the brutality and stuff that we got used to in the comic books and the graphic novels and and stuff like that it just wouldn't have been as good it just would not have been as good and that's why i hope that you know blade the new blade movie is going to be well, rated I, don't, I don't know maybe either of you two know but i there's a, there's a rule with blood and and mm-hmm. ratings right pg13 versus rated r right it's a fucking vampire movie I how mean, not? we got it. it. We, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know need. How they would I do don't it. need any more sparkling vampires. Right. Yeah. I don't need that shit. Is, the, is that why there were sparkling vampires? Is that why? It could have been. Also, I, I, I don't you know. Just, I never. I never read the books, so you it might have actually been the source material. You just cracked the, the code. You cracked the code. Like that's why. I. I. I, I don't that's know. That's what we're gonna roll with. Right. <laughs> I but, really was hoping we'd get through all of these episodes without talking about any of the Twilight vampires. Hey, really, we're not really talking about them, okay? We made it 30, 30 or twenty minutes in. Close. We're, we're doing okay. <laughs> Close. But the other Damn thing, it. the other thing I wanted to touch on, and I haven't heard either of you talk about it yet, mm. is that I mean, there's so many different like flavors to this movie, um, and it's it, not just the first one, but the, it's the first one. It's this the the first one. It's a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, that absolutely. Movie, when I was young and I watched this, that movie scared the well, shit they, out of me. Okay, so towards the end, right when Karen fo- they throw Karen in the pit and she runs into her old doctor friend who used to be an ex lover and yes. he is the vampire yeah. zombie. Yes. They're like, uh-huh. we 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 tried to turn him, but sometimes they just turn work. into right. zombies. Uh-huh. And that was terrifying, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever have second thoughts about us? Yeah. And just like <laughs> out of the shadows, creepy, dis mm-hmm. like just disjointed like you could tell he's been starving he has nothing like and he's just like mentally gone like the hunger yeah. the thirst has consumed him he's used as a creature that they put in a pit to throw in to yeah. throw in humans for this and other people yeah, to, yeah. yeah the, like they're 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 captain that you know they're <laughs> he's captain, their rancor captain. from return of the jedi he's 100 percent that <laughs> absolutely so but yeah. there's but there's that scene with in the beginning when 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 they're both getting ready to do the aut- autopsy I mean, they they have horror music in the background, and they use that suspense 
and and to build up to the pop scare of him right. waking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they do that throughout the movie where like things calm down and it's all gentle, and then they have that music playing in the background. Your heart rate starts going up, oh, and then it's nothing. when the vampires raid the, um, their home base, and yeah. they, they're just like yeah. disappearing. Laughter uh-huh. in the background, yeah. just real creepy vibes. It's just like, oh, shit's about to go down. Right. What it's about a, when they're in the when they're they're in the room where where all those scrolls are in glass, and you see that little girl? Just running around. Oh, and the it's little dead girl, quiet. man! Scared Fuck the that. shit out of me. Fuck that little girl. Yeah, for yeah, sure. No, he did beat <laughs> no. her. He did beat her ass too. But she kind of beat his ass as well. But yeah. But to what you're saying is, and and I think it's something that got lost towards the second and third movie. The second one was still scary because of just the villains they had. Mm-hmm. But the second and third movie, especially the third movie, really lost that horror aspect of it and made it more of a well it got the, it got the it got film. the B movie horror treatment as time went on. Right. So the yeah. first one tried to keep it like a level horror with a bunch of action to keep you like going right and like yeah and they did a again i will i will say the first blade is by far the best one out of the three so that's your okay. favorite i 100 percent. this okay. is my favorite of the three one one other thing that i wanted to touch on um mm-hmm. and and while we're kind of talking about all three right now um i think where the first movie has a higher horror ratio Mm-hmm. And and it has a little bit of a like the gothic vibe to right. it, right. whereas the second one has more of the gothic feel to it and less of the horror vibe. They're still there. Both right. of those components are still there, but they kind of trade off. And that's and that's that's another reason that I love this movie is that mm-hmm. gothic feel. There's other movies that came out in this era that have that that same feel. I mean, Underworld and The Crow. Oh, they man, all yes. have that that same. Like that same distinct flavor of of taste, yeah, and and that's I fucking love this movie. It's a good movie. I mean, for my favorite character for the first Blade movie, it's I mean, it's pretty easy for me. I it's it's Blade, it's Wes it's Wesley Snipes as as Blade. It's it's the first time we saw him in in movie in a in a movie. It, he he was Wesley Snipes did such a good job as Blade. Just exudes the badass vibe that you needed. Right, and you and I discussed this a little bit when they announced this the new Blade movie. Is like, well, they need to bring back Wesley Snipes. Like, they need to do Wesley Snipes. There's no reason not to. I, 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 I agree along the lines of that, but I also am not opposed to them bringing in it, for lack of a better term, fresh blood for, for the for the new one. I mean, in all fairness, Wesley is still worth a lot of money to hire on to do these things. So Mm -hmm. getting somebody new in, especially in. A cinematic universe that just continues to expand, continues to have more and more crossovers right. where, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, at the end of the day, cost does matter. 100%. That's all that matters to studios. That's that's why these movies do and don't get greenlit. Right. Is, 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 is How much is this going to cost? What's it going to bring so, me in after we spend this? I will money? say this. I agree with you on my favorite character. I th- in the first one, it's hands down Blade. Blade. Because, like, to Dylan's point, Deacon is a really cool character. In the source material. Right. But they just, he kind of goes back and forth on a couple things. He's not quite as badass and really, like, devious as he needs to be the entire way through the movie. Now, is that because of, do you think that might be because of how the actor portrayed him? Because we had a little bit of discussion on the way over here about how things are written compared to how actors portray him. Correct. A bad script and a bad... bad, uh, You have a director that signs off on these performances as well and says, cool, that's the take. But the director also, I, I mean, there's there's a writer that, that, that it gets approved for before the movie starts. I don't and think it, I had a problem with the dialogue okay. in the first one. I really don't. I right. think it was kind of what it needed to be. 
I mean, granted, obviously, there's some just straight up like, oh, that's a cliche line, that's you know, some of that line. stuff, right? Like, hundred <laughs> percent, right? Like, does the movie show the time period it was made in? Little oh, bit, oh god, yeah, little bit. I get it, but also, again, like it is just kind of what it needs to be. So I don't think that the issue comes from the writing on this side. I think the writing was going to just be what it was going to be. So I mean you liked you then you liked Deacon. I he was my least favorite. I mean he was that, my least favorite character in the movie. I th- I think as a bad guy taking over the vampire ranks and really trying to push the vampires forward and into yeah. a place of dominance, I really liked his character. Right. I really did. And uh, honestly it is between Blade and him for me. Okay. Granted, it's not really that close, but if I had to choose like the next closest one out of Blade 1, it yeah. was probably Deacon. Because right. Quinn's just kind of a goofy motherfucker who is kind of the... I do screw- like him, but yeah. He's, he's the screws thing up henchman to Deacon, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's almost there as some comedic relief at the end of the day. See, and I'm surprised that you, I'm surprised you, you're not feeling along the lines of I did. Like my top two, my, my two favorite ones between who I would choose would be between Blade and Whistler. Whistler, hands down. Well, Whistler a, doesn't get so a good. lot of time in Blade 1. No. You, and like that that's the you only mean, thing is I think they could have done a little bit more to build like they give the exposition about why Whistler and Blade have teamed up and mm-hmm. why they work together, but they didn't really, really build and lean on their relationship well, until you get later into the trilogy. Well I don't think well, they, I don't think they have to. And I they do a bit though, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, Dylan. They do a bit because I mean it shows the whole struggle of like when his base is attacked and when they, they bite him and he kills himself, like Blade loses it. And that that's his main motivation to go and do other than to save the human race, but that's his main motivation to go and do what he does, is is because they killed Whistler. I mean, I I, I hear you and I agree with you. I get that there is a little bit of that, but it's yeah. also still rather cold because Blade knows what needs to be done mm-hmm. and just hands him the gun Agreed. and just like du- done over with. Right? Blade you can may see not the struggle, pull the though. trigger. Mm-hmm. Right, Blade can't pull the trigger because he does care for Whistler. You get that much, right? Mm-hmm. But Blade also knows what needs to be done and is still right. Blade. He's yeah. he's a callous True. motherfucker at the end of the day. Yep. True. So Whistler, you but, said Dylan is your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and later on, hundred percent, I'll agree with you. I just think in this one, I would have liked to have more from him and show mm-hmm. more off of Whistler for him to really be my favorite character. Fair. Does it does it change? And and maybe you know this and maybe you don't, but does it change your mind knowing that Whistler isn't in the original comics? They created right. Whistler as a character for in the movies. The movies. Yep. No, nah, doesn't change my mind. I, w- okay. I, w- I want more of him in the movies for sure because I think <laughs> because he's that badass. Yeah, that's one and of the that's reasons why, why he's one of my favorites. Yeah. And that's the is thing is he was not canon. They created him for this, and he fit in so goddamn well. And it, it made a it. Ma- I, I mean, say what you will, but superheroes and and comic book heroes like having a sidekick is yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. And Blade didn't have one, so they gave right. him Whistler in the movies, and I thought it made it badass. Let's be if honest. You didn't know, Whistler was pulling more strings, and Blade oh, is sure. kind of more of the sidekick. He's the one who goes yeah. out and fucks oh, grunt yeah. work, and, and Whistler yep. is the one tracking and really like pulling things together. He's the he's, one who understands a lot Blade's, of the uh, like vampire lore and mm-hmm. everything else. Like he's the one. Who's really he's making strength. all the weapons? Yep. He just he just doesn't have the strength. He, I was just he, gonna say, Blade is the muscle. Can't yeah. do it. Blade's yeah. the he's muscle. got a bum That's, leg and yeah. everything else on yep. top of it. He just physically cannot do it. I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that Blade can't be turned because he's already half vampire. There's something mm-hmm. to be said for that. But technically, Blade is the muscle. Whistler has already this? been killing vampires. Whistler and shit. is basically using Blade as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the weapons guy. He's called Blade. He is a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is that perfect? <laughs> yeah. And I, I completely agree. And the the reason why I liked him so much and Dylan touched on it is is just because that 
there was no need for him because he wasn't in the comic books for them to actually put him in there. But when they did put him in there, it it, it raised this movie, the bar of this movie, higher, um, in my opinion. I, I, I will agree him. with you that having Whistler and having a tie to that helped mm -hmm. hit, help Blade become humanized for yeah. the general populace, right? right if right. you put out a straight vampire slayer who's literally just going around slaying the entire time, it gets it's, not, it's not it, a it gets hugely relatable out. character mm -hmm. to a lot of people, and I get right, that. Right. So for that reason, I'm with you. Again, I think my where I'm coming from is I would have liked more Whistler. Agreed. I yeah, agree. More yeah. Whistler. I can't. I can't. Can't argue with you get that. More, you get no, more I am the trilogy, a little so disappointed good. that we didn't get to hear him sing because I, <laughs> the guy, the guy, I, he's been around for fucking ever, and he has so many. I mean, if you pull up his his awards, I mean, he's got Grammys and really? just a whole list of shit. Yeah. Really? I mean, he's a Nashville, Tennessee rock star. <laughs> Is he really? You wanted trivia. There's your trivia. I bud. had no idea. I didn't know. You should have saved that for the, for our trivia. I had no idea no, about that. That's we awesome. We can sprinkle trivia in wherever. For sure. Um. So I mean, so we Dylan Whistler, me Blade, Isaiah Blade, but also mm -hmm. like Deacon Frost quite a bit. I I again I like the character. Again, I think direction-wise, he could have been a little bit stronger, a little mm -hmm. bit more ruthless. But you did get some of that ruthless out yeah. of him yeah. to give him Know like, a good they, villain. Knowing that they didn't have plans after the first movie, I understand. And it's justified, right. and I get it. And I like right. Deacon more for that now. Well, okay, so I let's also I'm talk about just the brutality of Deacon where he puts on the sunscreen, captures the little girl, and is talking with Blade Brutal. out in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah. And then throws the girl yeah. and Blade. Yeah. yeah. He, well, he, he's playing to Blades, and like I mentioned early in the episode, he's playing to Blades' love for human beings, and he says mm -hmm. that. He's mm -hmm. like, your, your, your only downside is, or your only weakness you is... You care too much for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, like, these are, he's like, look at them, they're cattle. Like, they're used for our feeding, basically. And then, yeah, that, that scene is badass. And I'm, Deacon Frost, the character itself, I don't have qualms with. I think I'm letting my, my, my dislike and my hatred for steven dorf the guy who plays him mm -hmm. i think i'm letting that leak into my feelings of the actual character because i couldn't get myself out of the mentality of like god i can't stand this actor like he's <laughs> he's he's ruining this character for me like it's it's like if you were to have an actor that you dislike play a really a character that you absolutely love in my mind unless they have an absolute stellar performance they're ruining that character for mm -hmm. me because i can't i, I get it and, and yeah. maybe it's just me but i can't get that out of my head like okay regardless of this guy's performance He's a piece of shit. If Kanye West was playing Iron Man, I would absolutely hate it because I can't stand Kanye West. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Tyler fucking loves Kanye West. Yeah, I got a. What's the new What's the new album that he's been teasing? I don't know, but you I got a tattoo of it on my chest. Yeah, day. I brush my teeth that shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I hate Kanye West so goddamn much. But yeah, so and I think I'm letting I'm letting my dislike for Steven Dorf get in my get in the way of Deacon Frost because Deacon Frost it, as a whole. And in the comic books is awesome. He's badass. He's a great villain. You know, it, it, shades of like Dylan brought up. You know, Lex Luthor and and Superman, Batman and Joker. It's a he's a reoccurring villain that West that Wesley Snipes that Wesley Snipes is Blade. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, absolutely. <laughs> that Blade runs into throughout the entirety of the comic book. So yeah, I I, I, I see where you're coming from. I get it, Isaiah, for sure. I, I just you know as and to me too. Like even if you look at MCU, like I don't know, like. Deacon has like a direct goal that he wanted to achieve, and mm -hmm. he actually did achieve it. Blade just had some serum, well, failed serum right. that he was able to blow him up yeah. literally with. Mm -hmm. So, like, that scene's badass where he kicks the okay. syringe. Here's okay. You want to talk about <laughs> bad CGI? Actually, that 100%. was the part where the bad CGI 100%. was because it the way to he another kicks that and the way well. and the way it flies into like his head and everything yeah. else was just kind of like ooh. Yep. 
Agreed. Because like Blade or Wesley Snipes, he's a he's a martial artist. He knows how to do all he this really stuff. Is. He like that's I think that's probably my favorite part of this whole thing is like how much of a hand he had in choreography. I have some of that. Yeah, I have some of that in the trivia. It's it's really interesting on how like they said that there was like uh, uh, actual martial artists that came in, professionals that came into like choreograph and help with the fight scenes, and they mm-hmm. were like. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Like I can just tell him Wesley Snipes. I can tell him what to do, and, and he goes out and he does it like almost flawlessly. Right, yeah. which is something that makes me gain respect for Wesley. He's kind of a weirdo, and I, we'll get into that a little bit more through the, the through the next couple uh, movies. But like that's something that I have much respect for for mm-hmm. for Wesley Snipes is like the guy does most of his stunts by himself, and he does like all of the martial arts fighting scenes by himself. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. You don't see that very often with, with actors. To go back to the to the kicking the the, the you know the, the right. syringe or whatever, yeah. I was too busy falling in love with like remembering that. Like oh, like I was literally on the edge going, oh shit, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, he fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like the concept's great, but like if you really pay attention, it was like there's a weird angle and like a weird thing that mm-hmm. happens with it that's just like well. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Because you needed a badass finishing move, you and could that's tell what the you movie, had. Yeah, you could tell the movie was building up to something along the lines of that. And I, and like you said, I remembered that scene in particular as a child. So I was like, this is going to be sick. And it still is badass as as. I am nitpicking, bad and I understand and, that. Yeah, as, 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 as unrealistic and ridiculous as it is, it's still goddamn badass. I want the quotes. You can't handle the quotes. Here's our favorite quote from this week's movie. The best quote of the movie is at the end where Blaze just some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. You like that because you're a hockey player. I mean, partially. <laughs> but but like, it's a badass but line. But it's a badass line. Yeah. And the way Wesley delivers it as Blade, it just cold and just like right. uncaring just like ha, you want to do this the hard way okay fuck you i'm gonna kill you anyway one of the yeah for sure that that line that line's badass and it, it was delivered perfectly by wesley snipes one of my favorite lines is when he's in the hospital trying to save uh karen and also trying to kill quinn because he knows that he didn't die um he's he's in there and he's like kind of going through like the office security and trying to get to to karen and office security shoots at him and he just stops and look at looks at him and is like, Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? Like that is, that is one of my favorite was, lines because it's the way he delivers it to it's almost a yeah. character break. It, like it's almost just like Wesley Snipes just was Wesley Snipes for a minute, like, motherfucker, right. you shooting me? Yeah, <laughs> and, and the, that's one thing I like about Wesley Snipes and playing Blade is that he put a tur- a spin on it to where he was all the, he he let his human side come out, which was what was awesome about it. Another one that I have is, uh, and this one's just badass as well. Um, it's Blade talking to Karen, the the doctor, and he's like, "There are things out there tonight worse than vampires." And she's like, "Like what?" And he goes, "Like me." <laughs> and it's just Wesley Snipes hinting on the fact that he's going to kill all these vampires and that he's more deadly than all of them, and it's and awesome. So when I say, so that's one of the lines to me that yeah. kind of like. Shows the time period that it's the movie was created in. 100%. It was like, ah, uh, here it is. Okay, we get it. Yep. You know, but I'm with you. It's still it's like still awesome. he's still he's he's straight up saying, "I'm a badass. Don't fuck with me." Right. Yep. For sure. Dylan, you got any any quotes that you that you enjoyed, sir? 
I don't. I you know because everything that comes out of Wesley's mouth in this movie is is a one liner because he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't talk that much. Yeah, there's um, not a lot of really long monologues. But or dialogues that's all. I mean, he's just supposed to be the silent, hard badass. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's the line where um, you tell him you give Frost a message and uh, you tell him it's open season for all suckheads. <laughs> I mean, and I think calling vampires suckheads is just fucking hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, because that's if. If vampires were in this reality in our world right now, we would call we would come up with some nickname for them, like 100%. suckheads or some shit. Absolutely. Same with like Walking Dead, the 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 zombies they called them walkers, yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like yeah, they, there would be a nickname for them. It wouldn't be vampires, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, we we are kind of a basic bunch. Like we're kind of basic when it comes down to it. we'd probably just like call it what it is, or we'd start like you'd have that you'd have a group of people getting super scientific about it and using their hominous nocturnum you know like trying to go all straight like yeah. scientific with it i i could see it going 100 percent. there's going to be some like suckheads but there's going to be a lot of people call them this <laughs> right yeah absolutely it's it, you know it, humans as a as as a whole <laughs> we're pretty simple creatures yep we're so, pretty yeah, basic that's how it would be but yeah so th- i mean those are the, those are those are some good lines those are some good quotes did you have any other ones or no that's really it like yeah. it just you know, it, it's just a badass finishing line. Yeah, like, for sure, I completely agree. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else because I've I've had I've tried to do the trivia like six times and we've been stopped. So, I mean, do you want to talk about how it how it should how you thought it should have ended before we get into the trivia? Or I mean, we kind of touched end? on that a little bit with just again back to the source material of the comics, right? Like with Deacon Frost, don't kill Deacon Frost yeah. off. But again, with it being a standalone movie initially, I mean, they I think they did well with it. Um, I mean, the only other thing that maybe they could have done was Deacon was thinking about bringing and elevating Quinn with him, right? Mm -hmm. And so you could make it a Blade versus Deacon and Quinn type thing. I don't know. Like, maybe something like that and get a little two-on-one fight action going on. But that's just a straight, like, action scene thing for me. I wouldn't say that it necessarily needs to change the ending because Blade's going to kill them both anyway. Right. I mean, the the main reason Blade was there was to stop the... The blood god ritual and and to and to save Karen because well, they had captured also Karen. also remember Deacon is the vampire that bit and killed Blade's mother correct mm-hmm. yep yep so and he, and yeah. he's got that... a personal vendetta against Deacon anyway yeah and you... that and that goes back that's, that's you know canon. some yeah that's yeah. with the with oh, the comics let's talk about actually I want to jump back to this the fucked up part where Blade's mother shows yep. up and she's a vampire mm-hmm. and with Deacon and just the mind fuck that he uh-huh. goes through on that one yep. Yeah, it, I was, I was, I, I, and I don't know where you guys stand on it, um, but I'll go out there first and say they could have done away with the whole mother bit. I agree, it yeah. didn't need to be there, but it was a little psychological portion of this whole thing that they threw in. I, I, Can, I, I, I guess mean, my like, psyche Cannon, was untouched. Canon wise, the, I think it gives him more of a more of a reason to to to, to succeed to to succeed. It's the fact that this yeah. guy, fucking, not only like, well, because technically he created Blade. Deacon created Blade because yeah. if he wouldn't have bitten his mother, Blade wouldn't have come out as a as a as half, a half yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like a half human half vampire hybrid. So, so a hybrid. So not only did he cause Blade to have the thirst and deal with the the frustrations and have to get the the injections, you know, he he turned his mother and had Blade thinking his entire life that his mother had been dead. I mean, the Which, the depth that it adds in the comics, she is right but. exactly the depth that it adds to 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 Blade's mission. 
is I think why it, why it was not necessarily necessary, but why it added a bit to the I, movie. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm with Dylan on this. I, I think if you take it out, you don't miss it, yeah, right? Like, right. I think that's a thing. I yeah. think. I think it's such a small thing that adds just a tiny nuance to the whole thing that mm-hmm. really doesn't matter because by the time he sees his mother, right. he's already losing it to the thirst anyway, yeah. right? Like, so he could be, for all he knows, yeah. he hallucinated It could have been a hallucination. Thing. It could have been a dream. could have been not been there. I get why they did it. I feel like when, when they were, like, bouncing the ideas off in the in the storyboarding room, they're like, oh, and then we'll bring her back. Right. And then that's when he knows that Frost is actually the motherfucker that started all this. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I, I, I think that there could have been another way to be, like, Frost could have been like, yeah, I was the, like, yeah, I was right. the motherfucker. And I think, and I, I, I haven't touched a Blade comic in fucking years, years. but I think Frost, I was was, Frost was actually the doctor, like, giving okay. birth. Um, oh, to was the he? whole thing. Okay. I think so. Okay. I, I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll look so, it up. so while you're looking that up, um, I I agree on the f- along the lines of like I don't I, he had Blade had enough motivation with them killing Whistler, them capturing Karen, and then and him knowing that they're doing the blood ritual to the blood god ritual to to stop him. I agree that they didn't need his mother in it. And to be honest, I don't know about you guys. When I first saw the movie, and she, she her the bed opens up and it's his mom. I did not draw the the line. Between the fact that, like, oh, that's Blade's mom until it's mentioned. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just another vampire that kind of Deacon just has as, like, a, you know, his, like, like slave that he just, you know, lets, he uses as, like, his well, little they, toy or whatever. They changed her look from when she gives birth at and the that's beginning why. to, like, updating it. Which, granted, like, I mean, that would happen, right? Because it's been roughly 20, 30 years right. since. Agreed. She's going to, well... So there's going to be some updated looking, like, I mean, the they have to keep something similar. a vampire, though, she doesn't age. She, she, or she ages but, much but slower. Her, so but she, the way she styles herself and agreed. the way she looks would the change over time. The different. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Well, and the only time that we saw her was in a cut scene of her giving birth, so she looks sick. She's all bloody. She's you, been you, bitten. You she's about zero, to die. You spend zero time with her at the beginning agreed. of the film to then bring her back and try to make her an important psychological factor. That's why when I saw her, I'm like, who's this? And then like they mention later, they he brings up, like, oh, this is your mom. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's who she is. But, but yeah, I mean, you know... You're you're right. I you know now that you mentioned it, now you talk about it a little bit more. You're right. It didn't need to be in there. I also don't if it didn't it didn't add anything for me, but it also didn't take anything away. From right. I, and so, that's, that's what I'm saying is it's one of those things that if it were gone, you wouldn't notice it being gone, and it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't make or break anything in the movie. Right. right. Like it it's just there, and that was a choice that they made, uh-huh. and like it is what it is. Right. Right. Uh, another thing that I want to go ahead, Dylan. I was just going to say I've uh, scoured all of the internets, and uh, there's no um, factual basis <laughs> upon uh, Deacon said? Frost being a doctor. So I pulled that straight, straight out, out of my head. straight out of the rectum. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, well, at least we know now. Um, another thing that I haven't done in a few episodes because it hasn't really played or we needed to is I haven't brought up the death count of a movie in a few episodes. Um, so I think you'll be yeah. so. This blade, yeah. the original one, uh-huh. its death count is lower than the other two. That makes sense. What? How many? How many think? How many total deaths do you think are in this movie? I'm gonna say right around fifty. Because okay. because you because you see so. You see him kill a bunch at the beginning, right? But you really truly... And this is human and vampire combined. Right. It's not just di- right. blade but, killing But people. you actually see. Uh, you actually see him kill maybe 10 or 15 in the opening scene, right? A lot, yeah, like, for sure. I mean, but actually see, right? Like, right. you could you could guess that he kills more than that, right? right? But you see him actually kill 
10 or 15, mm-hmm. right? And that's, and that's how these are calculated because I go through, there's there's some YouTube videos that have where they, they, they show every kill in the movie and they tally it up towards the end. So so that's how they go off of it. It's not just like, oh, there's a body lying there, like that's a kill. They go off of it based off of the actual on-screen deaths. So you your guess was... About 50. About 50. Dylan, what's your, what's your guess for death count? Think about it. You got the 10, 15 at the beginning. You got about yeah, 10 or 15 I, at the end. Uh, on screen deaths, 75. Okay. So Dylan's close. Dylan's okay. closer. Fuck yeah. The price the, is right. The price is right, <laughs> bitch. The price um, the, is wrong, Bob. <laughs> so the, the actual death count um, is 86. Okay. 86 all total, right. which is a, that's a high number of deaths in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I'm, trying yeah, to, I'm trying to kind of count all of them right now that I'm like uh-huh. thinking about it. And dude, you're going to rack your brain way I'm more sure than I you will. should. I watched the <laughs> I watched the uh, the video where it showed all of them being killed. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that did happen. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, you're not going to 100 percent. And like I figured that's exactly how I would go down if I started going down that path. Yeah. So, yeah, my death count for this one is 86, 86 deaths. So. Um, I think that's about it along the lines of the, the quotes and the favorite characters and the favorite scenes and stuff like that. So, And I wouldn't change really anything about the ending other than maybe hype up the final battle so, between Deacon and Blade a little bit more and maybe throw Quinn in there, which actually, I guess... When they do. Well, he, kills no, Qu- he, he ends up he, killing Quinn. I mean, he kills Quinn. But yeah. like I'm saying Deacon and Quinn oh. fighting Blade two-on-one. That'd be kind of cool. Which also then Quinn can make the sacrifice so Deacon gets away. So I guess that could be my actual alternate well, I, ending. I mean, they kind of have... They, 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 I think how they did the, the, the fight scene between him and Quinn in the subway area, I think that was that enough was for me. I thought that was cool as Holly like pushes his head up against the moving subway and shit. I thought that the that was that was pretty badass. But um, how I would have ended it, and, and we we've all touched on this, is I I would have I would have had him uh, either like either cut up or you know just um, immobilize uh, Deacon, stop the blood god ritual, save Karen, and get out of there, um, and then leave it open to whether or not. Deacon was alive and then bring him back. But again, we didn't know at the time that this was made if there was going to be another one. So yep. it, it, it wouldn't have been a possibility to do that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only other way I would have ended it. Other than that, I thought it was awesome. It was cool. No, I mean, it's it's a it, it doesn't let up very often throughout no. the entire <laughs> movie. There's always something going on. There's tense moments pretty much the entire time. As For soon sure. as you get like a breath, it's like. Oh, One shit. and a half, two minutes of like breathing room, and then you're back into it again. Right, back like into just the a good action slasher with a little, with some horror elements that they do a really good job just increasing that tension. Right. So, as a film, what would you rank this? One to ten scale. For me, because I like Blade. For cause me, because and for not me. just not just comic book, not just Blade movies. As a as a film as on a its film own, on its own standalone. It? Oh man, I mean, I probably give it around a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Just because some of the cheesy lines do kind of mm-hmm. detract from that a little bit. And I, again, it, yeah. back to the fact that Deacon wasn't brutal the entire way through, I think his character could have been a little bit more forceful at times. I agree. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm right around that area of, of low to mid seven for it. It's a good movie. It's fun. It still holds up. It's, in, it's as an entertaining film. You, um, but there were things that You that got a couple hours rather... to kill on a weekend? By all means, Watch it. Up, like it's sure. it, mm-hmm. you will be entertained. It is an entertaining yeah. movie. Dylan, what do you think? Dylan. Can I call you that from now on? Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Six point six. Six points. <laughs> you know, they also um six. some people have been known to call me Big Cheetah. Big Cheetah. 
We did. We mentioned that I think in the first episode we did here. Did we? Yeah. Did we mention cheetah. that? Yeah. Because I remember. I remember Josh doing the like cheetah roar oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, Dylon or Big Cheetah. That's gonna be what I'm gonna call you. It's, I'm gonna have like t- ten different n- nicknames to you but for you. By rack them up. Rack them. Yeah. I. 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 I don't know. Um, six. Seven. Right okay. around in there. I think. Um. In a quick, how it should have ended for me. I it, and I don't know. Let me know what you guys think of this ending. Knowing sure cuz knowing that they don't they they had no plans on doing another movie. Mm-hmm. So um there's there's an open seat at the at the head table of vampires. I think I know right. what you're going to say. The, who's the next one to ascend? I right. think I know what you're going to say. Would it would it not be cool to have Blade be like the the fucking king yeah. of of both empires and then and then if they do want to do a sequel just fucking knock him off his throne in the second movie, and then bam, you have his triumphant story the, of Morbius. The only issue I have with knocks that, him off his throne in the second the, movie. The only been issue awesome. I have with that is that Blade wouldn't want to rule the vampires. He still Agreed. wants to destroy them all. That's because the only of, issue I have because with of that. what he did, what Solid they did to point. him. But what would have been sick is if he did that. What you said, Dylan, and then mm. Morbius comes in for the second villain, and they have Ooh. a fight between him and Morbius. How awesome! For those of you who don't know, Morbius is another vampire type villain in, in the uh, I, I guess antihero kind of. Yeah. In in the in the he's MCU. a tragic story, really, is what he is. Yeah. Well, that, and he gets his own Marvel movie, universe. right? Yeah, he, he is. Let him. Sure, I think Leto's yeah. gonna rock this one. I really do. It's I hated him as good. Joker, but yeah. I think he's gonna rock it as Morbius. We have our opinions on the Joker with Jared Leto. We're not gonna get into that because we'll be here no. for another hour and a half. So. <laughs> but 100 percent um, could have been cool. But again, I think it yeah. breaks Blade's character to try to rule over True. vampires. Agreed. Agreed. But that would have been a sick ending, though. Um, so cool. We got that. Um, that's that's. I, I think all three endings would have cinematically played out well and would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I, I, so actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, so with Dylan's point of that, if they would have changed it a little bit more towards, like, how do you create a balance between humans and vampires to mm-hmm. try to coexist, if they would have played that up a bit instead of vampires just wanting to be top dog and that's it, right. you could go with Dylan's ending. Right. But you'd have to kind of rewrite the entire movie. You really movie. would, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least the plot of, of how... You know how Blade is towards how he feels towards vampires and how he feels towards humans. And Very stuff. true. Which in the second one you kind of see. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that then. Um, but you see him kind of team up with vampires a bit in the second one, which you know we'll maybe would have led we'll be into back for Blade Two in a little bit, yeah, folks, we, for sure. So um, we are, and I don't care what you say. We're hitting on my trivia. All right, so the first bit of trivia that I've got is uh, so uh, the screenwriter, uh, David S. Goyer, who was also the director of the third film, um, which is awesome because I think that he, it, he, needed to, he needed to have his hand in this a bit more than he did, but it was, it was great. So he first pitched the idea of doing the Blade movie um, w- when he first pitched it to the, to the executives at New Line. Um, they felt there were really only three actors that could play the role. So the ones that they threw out, were Wesley Snipes? Are there any others that you think that would have been up for this that you would have liked? Samuel L. Jackson. That's a good one. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't up for it, but that's a really good one. Was there any other ones? I. That's it. He so, stole. Yeah. Stole the words out of my mouth. Sam Jackson would have been absolutely phenomenal. That's that is true. The only thing with Sam Jackson is I don't know if he could have gotten in the built Jack shape that like again nineteen ninety eight dude. It's very true. Young a young Sam Jackson would have been badass. Um, the other two were Denzel. 
Denzel Washington. Denzel's yeah. amazing. I mean, he, he can do he, anything. He does plenty of action movies, and he can yep. make yep. it work. Yep, for sure. And the other one was Lawrence Fishburne, which the only reason Lawrence Fishburne didn't was because The Matrix was doing the Matrix movies. So, um, which, honestly, I think I, I prefer Lawrence as Morbius. Mor- Morpheus. Morpheus, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't think I I don't think he would have been hard enough to carry on Blade. He's not he he's he's cool he's calm and cool but mm-hmm. he's not the badass as Wesley Snipes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in Goy in in uh, David S. Goyer's mind, he said Snipes was always the perfect choice and the only character that he or the only and actor he, that he is really, the perfect. He choice. is Blade. Yes, for sure. So uh, another bit of uh, of trivia is Blade um, or Wesley Snipes became attracted or attached to the uh, project because he was in discussion. With Marvel Comics to play Black Panther. They were originally going to do a Black Panther movie, and it was going to be Wesley Snipes as Black Panther. Um, Another movie, one of my personal favorite Marvel characters, oh, honestly. Absolute, I remember when we were younger watching the Black Panther uh, cartoon together. It was awesome. So awesome. So, But Black Panther was then released like 19 and a half years later um, as a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but without his involvement at all. So... Um, Missed opportunity, maybe, but I, I mean, he got Blade as his own, which le- lends into one of my favorite characters uh, along the lines of Black Panther as well. So, so good. Yeah, so Jet Li was offered the part of Deacon Frost. Yeah, weird, weird, but Jet Li was offered it. I mean, he... for the action side of things, I think it works, mm-hmm. right? But when it comes to the acting side of things, I don't no. think Jet Li was going to be the right call. He wouldn't have put out that brutality and the and the the the. He's diff- a little too soft. Like, and, and don't and, get me and wrong. This is me saying this is coming from a guy who does not like the actor who ended up getting cast for Deacon Frost. I just don't think I think Jet Li would have been a worse choice. Faction wise, the fights would have been fucking phenomenal. Oh, oh man, Wesley and Jet Li oh. just get, like I mean, finally we got them to team up in the ex- Expendables, Expendables right? Movies. Yeah, but. For sure digress from that mm. um no i i'm with you the fight scenes would have would've been, been amazing yeah. but i don't think especially in 98 i don't think jet lee was had the acting chops to really deliver lines no. and do what a deacon frost needed to have done right so he opted out of that to do lethal weapon 4 in 98 so that's that's the only reason why he didn't was because he was in lethal weapon 4 with gibson and uh glover so um Stanley, RIP, uh, originally had a cameo that was ultimately cut from the film. He, I was going to ask that if we didn't yep, bring that up. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was originally cut. From, it was ultimately cut from the film, which disgusts me, which makes me, which upsets the shit out of me. But he played one of the cops that came into the Blood Club after, uh, during the or after the aftermath of um, the opening or, scene. Sorry, during the aftermath of uh, of him killing, you know, or trying to kill Quinn, and he's the one that discovers Quinn's body on fire. Mm-hmm. So. So Stanley was supposed to be a character, but they took him out of it for some dumbass reason. Hey, they filmed it. Marvel put it back in. Yeah, do it. give it to yeah. You please can give totally it to do us. that. Spider Man yeah. into the multiverse. We want to see Stanley as the character. <laughs> that kidding. would be fucking Dude. awesome. <laughs> yeah, Dude. there's there's already plans for for a Stanley a Stanley previous cameo cameo to show up in into this or in, not into the Spider Verse. I'm sorry, in No Way Home. So. We'll see when that comes out how that works out. But yeah, it th- it would have been so cool to see Stanley mm-hmm. in Blade. It would have been oh, so man. awesome. Um, so the success of the film, especially since it followed uh, the Batman and Robin, ugh, um, in '97, is offered is and we talked about this before. It's considered the beginning of the rise of the superhero genre and what started the MCU to be the top genre of films that's mm-hmm. out right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that that's kind of cool that it's the beginning of that. Um. So the <laughs> we talked about the vampire pearl, the big mm-hmm. old big old 
big old bitch. Um, big old bitch. Yeah, so it took four people to perform her 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 role and to operate the Oh man, with all those fat and rolls and everything. Yeah, so, that okay, I can yeah, see that. So there was one at the head working the head, one at each arm, and then one operating the feet. He's surrounded by used blood bags and debris throughout the throughout his or her scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally they wanted dead children. I brought this up a little bit. Dead ch- children scattered around, um, as well as seeing like her feasting on children. Um, the reason they didn't do that is because she was too bit. She was she was too hard to move around. She was too hard to get up and operate and move around with without them compromising how she actually looked. Um, the weight of the prosthetics and the latex on the actual actor who did the facial acting for the uh, for Pearl was upwards of like 700 pounds. 700 pounds of latex and shit used for that. Jesus. Insane. Um, so uh, that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, can you take a guess of an actor who was big at that time who might have been in line to play Deacon Frost as well? This is my last little bit of trivia because this would have... If this actor got the role and played Deacon Frost the way that I like this actor to play characters, would have changed this movie for me, and I honestly would have given it a higher rating in how I viewed this movie. I, I honestly can't think of somebody who, like because you're saying big name actor, yeah? Oh yeah, it A-list. was a big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at the time, I don't know how much of an A list he was. Okay. But he he he's he's now an A list actor. Gotcha. I I mean I I don't know, man. The Departed. Huh? I, 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 he was in The Departed. I mean, so, so. I'll give you just. No, just, we're, we're talking Matt Damon. No, no, Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. It was Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Mark I mean, Wahlberg. Uh, but that was that was Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch Mark at that point. That man. was the beginning of his career, but also, all uh, uh, that was around the time. If if I'm wrong, uh, can you look this up, Dylan? Is yeah. what movies he was in in like the the nineties. I, I don't. I don't All know. rom coms. Uh, uh, possibly. <laughs> I know he had a movie where he did uh, like the full big frontal hit nude. came out in '98. I've never seen that. I've never heard of it. Any of the way. Um. So so he he wasn't big at the time, but I feel like he would have done a better job than Steven Dorff. Obviously, the directors didn't think so. What do you think? So again, right? Other than some things that I think ultimately come down to directors allowing it to slide on Deacon Frost portrayal right i i'm okay with how he looks right i think i think i think he got the look down yeah i think he looks and he acted in certain scenarios he showed his brutality right but i think in some of the softer spoken moments the director the directing could have been a little stronger to get a little bit more of that edge out of him that he showed in other scenes right yeah so i'm okay with the the casting as it was right and that's fine. That, that's fine. You, you're 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 into the character, and you're like you liked how it was portrayed. I didn't, and I think that Mark Wahlberg would have been I, a, a better again, a better option. But I, yeah, I, no, agree I get there was room from. for growth. Yeah, but I don't hate it. Yeah. He, he doesn't break me out of like the immersion in the fair. movie, right? That's fair. Cool. Um, if Mark Wahlberg was in it, it would be post Boogie Nights. So okay, so he had made a name for himself at that point. I mean, it was before he was like at like action star. It was yeah. before Rockstar. Um, it was before Planet of Rockstar. the Apes. Rockstar. God, I love that movie. Oh, I love that here's, movie so here's, much. Here's uh, Dylan's trivia for the movie. Not only was Stan Lee supposed to have a cameo, um, Michael Jackson yep. was supposed to have a cameo. Oh man, Michael Jackson was as... originally in talks to play Blade. 
and then the, and then they they and was, then turned white. <laughs> no, and then they realized that he couldn't act uh, his way out of a paper bag. But then he right. was, and you you're but you were just about to say who he was about to. Yeah, he was going to be a vampire pimp. Yep. Oh yep. hell yeah! That would have worked. Yeah. He wouldn't have had to have a single line. Yep. He no. could have just sat there and like flicked a wrist or done something, yeah. and like would have been fucking awesome. And then and then yeah, so so he was originally in talks to play Blade, and then he they realized that it was Michael Jackson, and they're like no, and he's like because Michael Jackson's a huge comic book guy, a hundred percent, because he's he was a child until he died. Um, <laughs> but he 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 came I mean, out. That's how I want to go. Mike, one hundred percent. Michael Jackson came out and saying like you know like I still want to be a, I still want to be a part of this. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, like, like we can have a role for you as like a vampire pimp. And he's like, okay, but then like, yeah. scheduling, fucked okay. everything up. But yeah, right. yeah, that's a good. Th- I I was gonna put that down, but I didn't think people would give a shit because it was just a random. random Michael candy, Jackson in a Blade movie, like those things don't <laughs> go together <laughs> at all, no. at all. No, yeah. but that's a good one, Dylan. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Was there any other ones that you got? Or is that? I think that's all I got. I all think right, you covered the rest of them. Sweet. Is there is there anything else you want to add to this? No, I'm good. You're Again, good? I just want to go on record saying that this is hands down my favorite of the three. All right, so that's yeah. this. So this one is officially Isaiah's favorite out of the trilogy. So we'll we'll mark that, and then we'll get to mine and Dylan's when we hit those yeah. movies. So I, I'm excited to uh, to talk about the next one. Me too. All right. Well, thank you guys so much I for have listening. Things to say. We all have things <laughs> to say. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate everyone supporting and listening to us. Uh, and we'll uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget, all of our previous episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any and everywhere else. Make sure to subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. Follow us on the book and the gram at afterthecredits.tv. Let us know how we're doing, if you like what you hear, and let us know what piece of cinema you want us to talk about. Also, head over to anchor.fm forward slash after the credits TJ and leave us a message with your thoughts on Forrest Gump and you might just be featured on that episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Huge shout out to Isaiah for coming in and we'll have him back for Blade 2 and Blade Trinity. We love you more than bloodsuckers love sucking blood. That's a wrap.